You Deserve a Little Better from Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And Triangle Man. Triangle Man. You know, I have Triangle Man. You're Triangle Man. <laughs> your name is Triangle Man, because you made your name a triangle. Yeah, Yes, dude. I have to change my name every week. These, these alternating glyphs. Do you know it's, what... It's these visual gif or bits that the audience keeps coming back for in our... Audio only I production. You your name to a triangle. That's how much more visual can you get besides seeing a triangle? But there's a dot in the center. You don't all see oh, Calvin. You trying to tell us something? Illuminati confirmed. You a rat, Cal? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You. You're the one calling me out. Maybe you're the rat. You're the one with the fucking triangle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I I'd have to know about it, which I don't. No, see, that makes you mad. That just makes me bad at keeping a secret. But wait, well, or James wait very good at finding <laughs> secrets. Yes, exactly. Secrets. And now he must be put plenty. down for he knows too much. What? Wait a minute. No, see, it's one of those things where it's like everyone, nobody would expect you to go around with your actual secret identity as your real name. Oh, it's is like it really a secret identity all? then? Exactly. So nobody believes that it actually is a secret. Therefore, it's the best secret. But then it's not I a secret was, identity. I, that's what you it, think. Well, it depends on what, how you define secret, doesn't it? I'm pretty sure secret has one definition, James. Does secret mean hidden or does secret just mean something that somebody doesn't know? I think it means hidden. You can have multiple meanings. Secret. Here's your word for the day, folks. This episode brought to you by secret. Adjective, not known or seen or not meant to be known or seen by others. Known. Not Something known. Is kept or meant to be kept unknown or unseen by others. Unknown. Mm. Obvious secrets are the best ones. Clearly. They put the fucking pyramid on the back of the dollar bill. Or whatever. Because they liked it. I don't know. So what is the story behind that? What? Um. Well, it's like, it's actually like... Uh, isn't it actually like George, Ma- like George? Is it a Mason's thing? Yeah, yeah, it's like an actual Freemason okay. thing. I found out recently too. Can I, I, I apologize for the digression. I don't know if any of you have a dollar bill handy right now. Nope. Did you know that there's an owl on the dollar bill? What? Did you know that? There's a hidden little owl on the face dollar bill on the head side of George Washington. If you go up to the right hand corner with the one, yes. and then you look... In the little divot, in the upper left corner of that one badge, you'll see like there's this little circular impression, and there's a the the leaf like of the vine coming out from behind the one, and then it's the actual badge. And in that little circular upper left uh, divot, there's gonna be this little thing. It's gonna look like just a little pattern, but if you look real close at it, it's an owl. Man, it's just I love out. I love how we have these segments where the audience can just play along at home and look at their Listen, own they dollar just need bills. a dollar bill yeah. if you have the dollar bill one of the most common denominations of american currency talk about visual just, gags 
Or just go online, online, Google high resolution photos of US dollar bill. You definitely won't be put on any sort of list for doing that. High resolution <laughs> dollar bill. <laughs> uh, Did you know if you scan a dollar bill and upload it into Photoshop, Photoshop is like, no, 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 no. Really? James, I, that's it. what I've heard. I've never tried it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here, here. I, there's a, if you, one of the, the Wikipedia page actually has a decent quality photo. So what, yeah. where is this again? In the upper oh, left yeah. corner. It's our, I'm sorry. It's on the, it's, uh, it's in the right of the dollar bill, but it's in the upper left corner of the one badge. You're going to be on the it. right side. Okay. Man, yeah. we just forgot mm-hmm. the show exists entirely. Didn't we? <laughs> I'm saying, RJ, this is important. This is, this is uh, important. I need oh. to find the owl. Okay, 130 so right, episodes in. <laughs> so the top right corner, right? Right corner, the the badge of the one. There's yep. the left. There's the left little divot. Then there's the leaf. A little leaf thing. And then if you go to the just the right of the leaf, like he's literally hanging out in the little bowl. That's but that, of that, that of like the badge, the outline of the badge. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I don't, can... I don't know that this photo is high enough resolution. I think I see the thing that's supposed to be the owl, but I, I think I'll need to find an actual dollar bill to be able to look at this. It dollar literally, bills, it, it looks like a little. It looks like something that could just be a little pattern. I'm gonna post like a cropped image in the chat. I know, obviously, this won't help people in the, the visual. Owl in dollar. Our better bill. buddies, icebreaker this week. <laughs> Do you see the owl? <laughs> Do you see <laughs> Do you the see? owl? Please, please no. tell me I'm not crazy. Our better buddy's icebreaker this week is... Please uh, also see it. <laughs> Do you name your car, and if so, what do you name it? I do, actually. I do. Oh, you do name your car? I thought it was going to be the only one. No, I do. I, um... It's funny, because I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um... My car's name is, uh, I call him the Black Beetle, um, or B2 teams. <laughs> EB, fuck you, Calvin. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he got there first. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> I call him the Black Beetle or BB, but I thought recently of a, of another, like a nickname I could call him, which is Putter, because for some reason mm-hmm. when I'm driving around, like my car is kind of like, you guys know, it's kind of like small, it's kind of packed. It looks like a little goofy, but it also looks a little like, Kind of like, like a dog. Futury. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Calvin. <laughs> oh, oh. It's good. I didn't even, it took me like a second. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, uh, but I, for some reason, whenever I'm driving my car, sometimes I, I think of the noise, you know, in like the Jetsons, the noise that those cars make. Oh, the like uh, little sci fi. <laughs> Yeah, that I always imagine that noise when I'm driving my car. Um, nice. So I, I'll call, I think a nickname for him could be Putter because um, I like that name. But it's BB is is what I call him. Also, do you gender your car? What you guy or girl? Oh, you gender g- your car? Female. Really? Uh, all vehicles, James. No, not all vehicles. Uh, There's yeah, a cowboy. The cowboy and his horse. That's not a vehicle, that's, like, that's a horse. That's a vehicle, horse. it's a mode of transportation. It's a mode of transportation, I would not call a horse a vehicle. The uh, land vehicle. Okay, I, I guess that, like, in the it's sense vehicles. of vehicle being 
being like an automated an automation like a, a, yeah. a mechanism yes I, I suppose i understand that i like to think of them as my horse Much so like bicycle's boats? not a vehicle what bicycle uh no bicycle is like a vehicle because it's but you just said it had to be automated. What's the difference between a bicycle and a horse? I just said it's not a horse. I meant like mechan. I meant mechanized. I meant anything basically that's like probably not organic. Is a sit. Okay, so you're defining organic. So if I make it out of organic material, Jesus Christ! Well, it's still a machine. Is a raft? If you make a homemade raft out of logs, is it a vehicle or not? Because it's made out of organic material. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, so no components moving. Things. That's what we've come c- concluded. <laughs> if I made a bicycle out of human skin, <laughs> well, no, who said he, I didn't say human skin. I just said organic. Please, James, you're not going to use the skin. You're going to use the bones like, and the tendons. It could be plants. It could be plants and logs. I'm glad no one was paying attention to what I said. <laughs> what were you saying? What'd you say? You would never use the skin, James, except maybe for the bicycle seat. You would use the bones true. and the tendons. This is true. Yeah. Would you have to use? What could you use? You couldn't use tendons. Th- those no, they would snap. Play. They're much too. They're much you, too. You uh, bind them weak. together to make rope. So you had no, he's got me there. You could bride them. You you could bride them. You could braid them. Bride them. <laughs> you could you bride, bride the raid. Just ride uh, a person. Ride a person. There we go. Back to vehicle being a person. Therefore, <laughs> that's horse not a vehicle. Is vehicle. That's just, that's just no done. Full circle. We made it. Like I'd like to think these are the types of conversations the ancient pharaohs had when they watched people build their pyramids. <laughs> you know, people had to have these conversations, right? These aren't new. Um, like the subjects have oh. changed. No, but like I think this conversation is only as old as the first wheeled vehicle. No, but that's my point. Is that like the subject has changed, obviously, because they weren't talking about computers and stuff like that back in ancient. Well, they may have been, but uh, who knows. Yeah. Those aliens that helped them build the pyramids, but I like there had to have been like three dudes in ancient Egypt, right? They were they got done with their slave shift of like building, dragging a giant rock around for the pyramids, and then they're just like chilling, and they they're like okay, and they what like what would be the the equivalent be for the ancient Egyptians? The equivalent of, like, would be what qualifies as a mount, whether it's a horse, donkey, um, had carts, pony, they, they had carts. Car- okay, they could they could, could make. A, I didn't uh, think of a question about a rock. What, what's the what's the horse donkey hybrid? Like, like does the giant brick like does that count as a brick for the pyramid, even though it's so massive, as opposed to like normal bricks? Is that still a brick? That's a good. That's a good one. I think they'd do that. See, it's would there actually, be just like three people like us back then after dragging a giant stone around and be like, "But are we brick layers?" <laughs> like one guy's like, no, we're not. We're we're just dragging a giant boulder around, and someone we're else is movers. just like, I, I think we are. <laughs> okay, let's 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 take this a little one step further, right? Like, yes. there were ancient people having these conversations, but we're just looking at our podcast having these conversations. Let's expand that out to the fact that there are so many podcasts now with three dudes sitting around talking about dumb bullshit that has no relevance no, we're totally to life. Original. This is totally original. No one's ever done this before. Yeah, no one can And do this how like many that. of those people have ancestors that did the same thing? So there was just an entire class of people out there having dumb conversations, but because they didn't have the internet, they didn't realize everybody else was having the same conversations. Isn't that kind the of dumb conversations? Is the real meaning behind the human condition? And they were called yeah. philosophers. 
<laughs> you, you know you got me. Yeah, that's very he's not wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Imagine studying something your whole life only to realize that the the lesson was that it was pointless. <laughs> not pointless. <laughs> it's to search for the point. Yeah, exactly. The real journey was kind of pointless. Friends we made along the way. Yeah, I always imagine them having those conversations because I always think of like a Monty Python skit. So I imagine them having those conversations and like, I mean, functionally, yes, British, you know, yeah. Oh, what was the one today? Damn it! I was just thinking of Monty Python today. One of their sketches, yeah. the um, the Treaty of Westphalia one with the coal miners who are arguing. Okay, that's about pretty the good. Details of the, the defense. I was thinking of the. Uh, oh. The, oh, the world's most lethal joke. That's so the, the idea that there's a joke so funny that it kills whoever reads it. That's <laughs> such a funny idea. That's like a great <laughs> idea. That's like that's like almost Shakespearean. That's you like know what I love more, though. But, I think one of my favorite all time Monty Python sketches is the argument sketch where a dude shows up into the office. and He's like, hello, I'm here to have an argument. Yes. <laughs> and he, They're like, oh, yes, 12, uh, 12 B. And he heads down, and he opens the door, and the guy immediately This is just one starts, of the few I've actually you, seen. You absolute swine! You blithering idiot! You fool! You simpleton! How could you absolute horrible? And he goes like, whoa, well, I, I, I thought I was here to have an argument. Oh, oh, no, this is abuse. That's 12B. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... No, I are you touched on a great one of the things I love about Monty Python, which is like there's a British set, like comedic sense of bureaucratizing like every aspect of life, like like it's the funny. Ministry of Silly Walk is a very similar. Uh, well, have you similar have thing, you watched right? any of their documentary stuff? Um, I I haven't. No, I actually watched, I haven't watched Monty Python. I've watched a all as much Monty Python as I could get my hands on. B, I also watched the documentaries on, like, them that Netflix had available, and part of where that humor came from is literally their backgrounds growing up. They all were, like, their fathers were all telling them, like, oh, go off to school, become chartered accountants, and get those three letters after your name, and the world is your oyster, any door will open for you. And they went, well, that's all rather kind of dumb and pointless. Who would want to do that? It's boring. Why would we want to be I, bureaucrats? I <laughs> No, I, I love their, like, they take such a verbose humor style, and they do a lot of, like, that, I don't know, I I know this is a, a digression a little bit, but one of my favorite jokes of all time comes from <clears throat> their Lumberjack skit. Which like, cuts. part? Because the Lumberjack sketch is nested within a sketch. I know, it's like a sketch within a sketch, and then it turns into another sketch, which turns into, like, another sketch. I just like the bit with the old woman who's like, uh... Oh, uh, I'm tired of all this sex on the telly. I keep falling off. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that's classic. I like classic. that. That's a good joke. That's good. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the penguin on the TV? Funny... Don't remember. Uh, as Don't one of the transition sketches, there's two. The two ladies are sitting watching telly, and she's like, "There's a penguin on the telly." Oh, is it? Yes, there is. And then the guy comes on. And he says. It is now five o'clock, and the penguin on your television will explode, and then the penguin blows up. <laughs> I, I love how like all Monty Python can basically be summed up into those two that that exchange where it's like, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it, isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it really can. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of comedy, though, isn't it? 
This is the way things are. No, it isn't. Well, it is. There's there's a great, like, I honestly, there's a great bit in Hamlet where there's, like, a Monty Python-esque exchange between two gravediggers waiting for a body to be dropped off near the end, and they're arguing, like, what constitutes, like, a river. It's, like, it's so good. Like, one of them's like, well, it's just running water, isn't it? And then it's like, well, that means if it rains and water's running downhill, is that it? And he's like, no, and ruining it but it's it's fucking great and when i first read it i was like oh my god so this is where monty python comes from great it's everyone should read shakespeare yeah, yes read know. shakespeare uh and by the way to answer the icebreaker my car's name yeah. is honest concordia and she is a great car because i named her in a similar naming convention as the millennium falcon honest concordia yeah that is, that is a great name i know right that's a really good name wait what do you mean by the same convention as millennium falcon so millennium and falcon it's two words but very similar like cadence and length and slightly obscure that people don't just use in everyday language like okay academics use millennium and bird lovers use the word falcon but if you're just like having a conversation out of the 282,000 words the average person knows i think i think it's how many it is it might be million 200 million Two million. Um, the odds of those two words coming up are very unlikely, and honest is more common. Like but Concordia, feel like... it's not going to happen. I feel like I use both Millennium and Falcon within the past week. Yes, but you're a fucking nerd. But not in context of the Millennium Falcon. I was what talking about a Falcon. Because <clears throat> uh, we were talking about, I was talking about Y2K and the new Millennium. Nerd. Listen, it's not my fault. I'm currently stuck going through code that hasn't been touched in the last 30 years. And I'm sorry that we're talking about average person and not nerds. I was going to say, he says trying to defend himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Sounds like you don't name your cars, Calvin. Yeah, what is I your, you have a name don't, for your car? I don't think I, I've never named my car, but I think it's because I've never technically owned a car. Fair. I just, like, have been loaned one from my parents because uh, I've never really been in a position that has given me the opportunity to buy, like, to own a car because I've just been moving around so much that it doesn't make sense yeah. for me to own a car because I've been haven't been in one place long enough that which doesn't sound like it would like you would think you'd want a car to move around but like yeah so anyways i think maybe if i eventually actually get like the car i want and like have a car i care about maybe i would give it a name you should i don't know i i yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it's a little weird i feel like a car is too lesser of a vehicle to warrant a name what ooh Two lesser. Ooh, what vehicle would you name? What a man who? Yeah, let's. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like we're talking aircraft or aircraft ship or something. Like, I feel like a car is too pedestrian. How big does a boat have to be oh. to get a name? Not that big. Oh, so you know, a pontoon. No, that's also too low so, class. Not that big, but bigger than a pontoon. No, because it could be a sailboat. It could be a smaller sailboat. That's true. But a sailboat would be smaller than a pontoon. Yes, but that would warrant a name, but the pontoon would not. Why not? It's all about 
the feeling you get. <laughs> and I get a pretty good feeling from the pleasure barge. <laughs> but that, I feel like you're proving my point. <laughs> it's called pleasure barge. <laughs> oh fuck! Are, saying, uh, are you saying I, you don't want to go out on the lake on a pontoon boat named the Pleasure Barge? Yes, that is what I am saying. <laughs> I, I would, at the very least, I would hesitate before I stepped on board. I would think to make sure I would definitely ask who is on this this boat with me. <laughs> Delvin, it's just the three of us. Oh, We're currently sailing oh, the pleasure barge to uncharted waters because we Hostage haven't stuck to our crash. goddamn script in the last 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> That's not on you, James. I'm the host. It's my job. Uh, Would you expect anything less, though, of this show? To be fair, we've Fine. done pretty good for the last mm, 75 episodes. Oh, We'll hit all the points. Yeah. Our next yeah. segment. It's a journey, believe. RJ. It's about the journey, journey before destination. Are you guiding me on this journey? No, yeah. it's journey before destination. Don't you want to become a Knight's Radiant? Come on. Uh, no, I'd rather be a Knight's Templar. Fun fact, you yeah, can just look at the But then you get hanged. We, you can just call the Knight's cool. Templar. They Knights don't exist Templar. anymore. Uh, oh, number? Last I knew they did. The Knight's Templar? No, they were all hanged and excommunicated. What do you think? That's what they called you in school. Uh, Knights Templar phone number. Grand Encampment. Nice. Knights Templar. For official informa- information, contact Sir Knight Lawrence E. Tucker. Office phone 713-349-8700. These are imposters, I want you to know. Hold on here. Well, a Christian-oriented fraternal organization and an integral part of Masonic fraternity. See, these aren't the... These aren't the original... <laughs> These aren't the original Knights Templar, though. They are they are all gone. The Grand Encampment of Knights Templar of the United States of America. Where's that link go? Hey, look, they have a website, knightstemplar.org. Welcome to our official homepage. Imposters. Senior Knight David Joseph Cusman, ME Grandmaster, Anaheim, California. See, these guys hey, look, aren't real. It's Senior Knight Lawrence Eugene Tucker. Like I told this you. Doesn't, this doesn't... Doesn't come up search. It was on Wikipedia. Oh, they're like the very last page on like. Okay, is, history, their origin. Logo, early, their the, the current logo for them is a crown with a cross going through it, and the Masonic compass and like ruler or whatever behind it. Mm. Well, hmm. You trying to get me to join here, are they? About no. Uh, where were my god mm. one of the guys to simple they 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 do a bunch of hand waving i want you to know on their own website that says that they're the last the, all the Nem- templars were killed in the 1300s and then there's a bunch of hand waving of like yada yada hey they showed up again in the 1700s as, as freemasons so they're not the real tight knights templars they're just the freemasons that adopted their name you're assuming they caught all the knights templar they themselves on their website say that they are that it's not really believed that they continue to exist until the hundreds. So if they themselves are casting doubt, I, I have a hard time believing. I believe. Or maybe I shouldn't we believe. Get, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I don't know. <laughs> maybe the government won't like that. 
Also, I feel like we need to get RJ now one of those I believe posters, but instead of the UFO, it's just the like Templar right, cross. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I believe. We should Do all you want more it. information? <laughs> Would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? <laughs> That's what we should I would like to petition the U.S. government to print that on the back. Our next segment is Better Hill. Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Please recommend okay. something. I have, I do have a recommendation, actually. Please go. go. Okay. My recommendation is the... I actually don't know exactly when it came out. I think it was the late 90s. Uh, it's the film Dogma. You guys ever heard of this movie? I feel heard like I it. have. Uh, 99 oh. it came out. 99. So I don't know what it is, it, but it it is by the same guy who did the movie Clerks. Uh, Kevin. Oh Smith. really? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. No, I have because that's the um one of um um who are the main actors because they're like fallen angels who are trying to get back up to heaven. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. yeah, Salma Hayek. Because they he got Rickman. a lot of flack for the, his depiction of Christianity, didn't he, or Catholicism or something like that? He did I, I can understand why, but like. The um I recently rewatched this movie. I've seen it now twice. Uh and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um and RJ, you're you're right. Uh just just from your basic recollection. The movie follows two fallen angels who are trying to get back into heaven, and they figure out that this church in New Jersey has basically done something. Um there's a grand reopening ceremony, and because of some loophole in Catholic doctrine um, if these uh, angels enter into the kingdom of heaven and uh, or if they enter into the church and then they die, they will all their sins will be forgiven and they'll get to go back up to heaven. But the problem is, is that these angels were cast out by God. And the whole idea of God is that God is infallible. So if these angels manage to do this, God will be proven to be fallible, which technically can't happen, which means like all of existence becomes undone. Because that is what existence is rooted in, is this one constant. Um, so the constant of reality all, is God is infallible. So if he fails, it's over. Yeah, it's like function, like the whole universe ideally in this conception functions on one truth. And if that truth is found to be not a truth, meaning it's fallible, then everything falls apart. Um, and there's a group of characters that basically like sets out, they find out about, set out to stop these angels from getting to the church. Um, and it's a really fun movie. It's like pretty basic. Um, it's basically Kevin Smith's version of like a blockbuster. Uh, it's really, it's really fun to watch. It's got a lot of the kind of like similar sorts of dialogue that you would find in his movies, like where it's, it's very colloquial and it feels almost like a student film, but kind of in a good way. There are some parts of it that don't really as well, or maybe haven't aged the best. But it's like a really, really but fun movie. But it's also like 20 too. plus years old, and it was one of his first yeah. outings as a director, right? Like, it's a, he made he made a few films before this. So obviously he made Clerks, and then I believe he made Mallrats, and then Chasing Amy, uh, and then he made this. So this was like his fourth try. Fourth, yeah, fourth try. But this is the only movie, as far as I'm aware, that he's made that's kind of like this, at least in his early career, where it's like, oh, there's like special effects and like it's dealing with kind of like a bigger story that's almost like a genre piece. Um, yeah. And it, you're right. It did get a lot of critique. It's like fiction of like Christianity and Catholicism, which there are some parts where I'm like, ah, like this is Kevin Smith being like an edgy nineties boy. 
Um, but there are other parts where it's like, actually, this is somewhat charitable, and it even actually like treats Catholic mythos or religion with the Christian mythos the and religion appropriate to the topic. Yeah, to a degree, it, it takes it seriously in 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 quite a few areas, more than one might expect, and it actually kind of almost treats it um, endearingly, which was actually really cool to see, um, especially from kind of someone like someone like him. Um, but yeah, I would I would recommend this movie. I, I I thought it was really enjoyable, really fun. There are actually some parts that are still funny. Um, can you guess what state uh, these two angels um, sent to for? Jersey. I can because I'm reading yeah. the plot, so yeah. I won't answer. <laughs> yeah. No, you're gonna get three guesses. Florida. No. Uh, Texas. No. Oh, well, that was my three Wisconsin. guesses. Start out Wisconsin. The second movie is is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck well, uh, hanging out in the Milwaukee airport. Um, well, in the recombobulation area. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's great. It's a, it's that, a great. That doesn't seem uh, like a real punishment. That seems more like a, more like a kindness. I don't know. It feels like um, a punishment to me. Alan Rickman makes a joke about it in the movie, and I'm so glad that at least once Alan Rickman got to say the word Wisconsin. That to <laughs> me is very funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would definitely recommend this. I think whether or not you're a Kevin Smith fan, there will be something in it that you could probably enjoy. Nice. Did you hear about how he would go to protests and protest with them? That's funny. Like he just brought did, signs I and protested his own movie. Yeah, he would like he would like pretend to be like, "What the hell is this shit, man?" <laughs> I think that's really good. I, I find that yeah, I do find that funny. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go real quick because mine is not the most complicated one. It is based on a discussion with usual ho- or regular host john the brook and the bluff i started listening to their uh their albums particularly first place and yard sale yesterday and today and they're pretty good i uh, it's what i don't know what that what's that genre called do you know calvin uh brook and the bluff yeah they're they're kind of like uh they're like folk they're kind of like new folk i don't know what they're i like actually... that kind of folk stuff folk it's a little bit faster See what than I would expect folk to be, and it's a little bit more like, yeah, it's pop like folk. a modern modern folk. I don't know. They're listed in Google as just alternative indie, so they're kind of like indie, but they've got that very folk feel to them. Indie folk, they're good indie folk, but pretty good albums if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. It was my work listening, so it was doing pretty good for that. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, I saw them with John live, and they were pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, like, what, what draws you to them? Um, I think part of it has to do with the instrumentation, right? Like, it's similar instrumentation. or There's enough overlap on instrumentation with, um, you know what? Here's the here's the song that I think compares best to what hits me with it is Lovers in a Dangerous Time by the Bare Naked Ladies. That song is mm. so like I don't know if soulful is the right word, but solemn yet hopeful and 
kind of focused and very catchy with the acoustic aspect. Um, I, I would call that one a little folksy, but I'm not a music expert. And so a lot of that, those elements are present in the album. So it's kind of like a low key, like kind of, uh, it's kind of chill, like quiet. Yeah. Thing almost like, pretty chill, of... pretty quiet. Um, I think one of the ones that, one of the songs that I noticed the most would have been Misnomer off the First Place, which is literally their 2019 album is called First Place. And then, oh, damn it. Spotify is not great about when you're on the, when you're on the app about telling you which songs are actually on the album. Wait, you said the album's named First Place? Yeah, there's an album called First Place. I'm not seeing it on interesting. I'm not see Huh. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not seeing that on uh Google. They only list uh one album Yardell from this year and that's got Miss Network. I don't know. That's interesting. I wonder which one's right. Um hang on. Brook and the Bluff. Uh yeah, Google lists them as having an album called First Place. So that's yeah. weird that YouTube Music doesn't have it. It's only on Spotify, Apple Music, and Deezer. It doesn't have misnomer though. These are nuts. That was pretty weak. I know, but uh, no one was going to ask what's Deezer. What's Deezer? James. James, it's too late. (laughs) I I was bad. That was worse. (laughs) But yeah, I recommend that band, The Brook and the Bluff. Cool deal. Calvin. Uh, My turn. Your turn. Uh, I've got a recommendation that's kind of weird. Not like weird, weird, but like I just find it weird that I've started listening to it is um, uh, in a totally original thing, as we were discussing before. It's another podcast about three dudes discussing random things. Um, It's called uh, Distractable, and it's actually by uh, Markiplier. Do you know know Markiplier from YouTube? Yeah, I don't know why I've. I just completely missed out on Markiplier. Like, he's been around for years, like, forever. And, like, I never watched anything with Markiplier. I was never into Markiplier. Nothing. Really? In the past week and a half, I have been just down a rabbit hole of watching all these Markiplier series. I've been listening to his podcast. I don't know what it is. I just really been digging his stuff, which is, like... Yeah, for, see, and I knew about him in high school, and I'm, like, still get his stuff pop up on Facebook sometimes, because I'm still, like, to his page, and he went, I'm, he's still doing Minecraft, like, that's what he got, part of what got him popular, and he's still doing it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched any of that, well, wait, he did Minecraft? Yeah. Did he? I guess I don't remember any of that stuff because his 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 currents like i don't think he's doing much minecraft no not not as much i don't think but that's stuff that's recommended to me okay yeah i think that's pretty old i'm not sure i really don't know i don't know mark player that well i've just been like i said i just recently been getting to it um and it's not his like current stuff really it's um in the it's in his last two years or two three years he's been he's done some series he did um the forest I was watching his playthrough of that. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I can't. I can't think of it now. 
But the the main stuff that I've been enjoying is the guys that he um, does the podcast with, uh, Wade and Bob. Okay. And there he, I believe, Wade he went to high school with, and Bob he went to university with. Hmm. Um, and they're all from like Ohio. Uh, but so Wade and Bob, um, I think Wade streams, Bob doesn't do, I don't know if he does any content creation stuff. He might, um, but they are, they do a lot of the games together, um, Mm. that I've been playing at least. And though the, the, the dynamic that those three have is just amazing. Cause I mean, they've been friends for like 20 years, I think, (laughs) because they, so they've been a lot, they've been friends for a long time and I think their dynamic is just really good and their podcasts I've been really enjoying um it's called Distractable and basically all it's about is they have one person is the judge and the judge brings in a prompt basically and the t- other two people have to come up with like stories and discussion and stuff that prompt so like one of them wa- one of the prompt was uh future technology what do you think of of cool future technology is gonna be and they just have to come up with just like joking kind of like nonsense stuff like one of the ones they come up with is a gun that you shoot at people and it just like mutes them um it's basically like a mute button for people and they just have these discussions and kind of uh and and stuff and they try and and the judge will arbitrarily just kind of like throw out points and stuff and whoever wins the host of the next episode. Okay. So it, it's like they play pretty fast and loose with the the like questions and stuff. Like they always start out that way, but it usually devolves into just kind of insane discussions. Um, and it's quite enjoyable. It's hilarious. Some of the stories they talk about. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, I feel I find it really weird that I'm just now getting into Markiplier, given that I've like should have probably watched all of his stuff because he does a lot of Let's Plays and video games and like you said, Minecraft stuff back when like we were in high school, and that was like peak when I was like down the rabbit hole of everything like Let's Players, YouTubers, and all that stuff. And no, I just never got into Markiplier, and wow. just now I'm suddenly like, wow, ah, Markiplier's pretty cool. What, uh, can I ask, like, what do you think, like, draw? Because I don't know why, but for some reason, like, I've watched a bit of him. I see him as someone that you, like, wouldn't gravitate towards. Like, what do you think, like, what draws you towards his actual, like, persona? Like, and I guess, like, who's only watched a little bit of him, like, how would you mm-hmm. describe his sort of, like, style of, like, Let's Plays? Like, why should somebody watch him or get into him versus, like, other- I know that's kind of yeah. subjective versus like, no yeah, yeah. Uh, jacksepticeye oh that's the yeah. other thing i've also been watching some jacksepticeye again i've never watched any of his stuff but they're kind of tied together because they do some play stuff they're in some videos together as well um but i don't know i think what's drawing it to me is that maybe it's because he is a, a bit older um now he's not like old he's what probably in his he's in his like late he's in his early 30s i think um but he's like a bit older so he get he does some of that older humor that's like more young millennial kind of humor which i enjoy way more than anything of like really our generation or that's up and coming now i just can't stand that stuff typically what you don't Um, love the self-deprecating humor 
Or no, it's self-deprecating humor can be fine. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't like modern like younger people like, our age humor generally. Uh, yeah, but I think medic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I really don't know that I can put a finger on it because I haven't seen a ton of Markiplier stuff. Honestly, I've just been watching some of those series again. I think the main thing that draws me is the dynamic that he has with uh wade and bob i think it's really good um i think the bits and tangents they go on honestly kind of reminds me at times of like our ridiculous antics <laughs> that we'll sometimes get you into the first 25 so, minutes of this episode yeah exactly it's like it's just like since like that and i don't know i've just really been enjoying it he i think he's pretty funny um with his stuff he usually has got some pretty good bits there are i mean there are still bits that he like commits a little too much to in his ridiculousness that i'm like not interested in but for the most part uh i've been enjoying his stuff and the pot the podcast i think is great the podcast i've been slowly working my way through they started like a year and a half ago i think okay um and there's an episode every monday so it's a decent little bug that i've been just slowly working my way through it's relatively recent that's interesting yeah. So I would have expected that for some reason for him to have it for much longer. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's my right. And before we get into the questions, I would like to lead us down another tangent. That's not a recommendation, but I just wanted to discuss. one more time? Uh, distractible. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. You said tangent? Uh, Yes, yeah. I have a tangent. Have you guys seen anything with James? You're going to have, I feel like you'd be the one to have seen any of this with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh my God. I've seen some stuff. I've seen like a, a two or three minute video. Like okay. I have really not been watching it that much. I haven't been watching it, but they, a couple of the like compilations of stuff popped up and my God, if I was on this jury at this point, Johnny Depp is one. Oh, yeah. uh, now I, I admit I have not seen, I haven't been like watching the whole like clips and stuff. So this could be people cherry picking just really good moments. But from everything that I've seen, Amber Heard's legal team is kind of questionable and Johnny Depp is very endearing. <laughs> Did you also hear about the Twitter bots? No, I haven't heard about the Twitter. So bots. Twitter bot activity is usually around like on uh, most any time. The article, according to the article I was reading, Twitter bot activity is usually around like three to nine percent of a topic, or like three to six percent. Sorry, three three to six. It got up to eleven percent on this trial, majority in support of Amber. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like that's kind of neither here nor there. Uh, I feel like that's more fans and stuff, unless there's some conspiracy theory. Is it, I assume the conspiracy theory is that she's doing that. Uh, I would, I dude, I would, I would bet money in the same way that there are people do. There are companies that will like leak stuff accidentally. Like they're, yeah, it's not even malicious. It's just like they'll just do it to try and sway public opinion. It's literally no different than like having an advertisement. Like I, it, yeah, I could see that theoretically happening, but yeah. it, it, I, I also agree where it's kind of like inadmissible because it's outside of the court yeah yeah and I, I i don't know but i would recommend watching some of these stuff 
Um, some of my favorite bits are there was this psychiatrist that they were that Amber Heard's uh, lawyers were, I believe, cross-examining because it was a witness for Johnny Depp. Um, and my God, the lawyer was just not good. Was just not good. Like she no. kept asking this psychiatrist. Well, like for one, right away at the beginning, she's just like, um, cause you have to ask questions, right? As the lawyer, you yeah. can't provide statements. And so if you want to prove one, a point. Rule number one as a lawyer is never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, remember that because this lawyer kept asking questions like because they're supposed to ask a question to prove their point, right? Because yeah. you want them to answer. So quite often what they'll do is they'll be like, oh, th um, they'll state it as a question and just ask for confirmation so that there's just a yes or no. So in this instance, the lawyer's like, oh, you have been practicing uh, for eight years. Is that correct? And the psychiatrist is just like, that is not correct. <laughs> and she's like, I have been practicing for 10 years, or I've been licensed for 10 years, and I have been practicing for 15 years. And that was just the beginning. This lawyer kept asking things, and the, and the psychiatrist was like, that is incorrect. Um, this psychiatrist is was like, excellent on hand. Like, she was like, probably... She was probably very well prepped by Johnny yeah. Depp's legal team. Like they did a good job vetting her as a witness. Um, but the like Amber Heard's legal team kept trying to insinuate that there was like some sort of like nefarious collusion between this witness because the this psychiatrist examined Amber Heard. Uh -huh. And part of her report talks about how Amber Heard displayed like um some sort of, like these personality disorders. Yeah. So they're trying to discredit her like hard. And it just came across as like it honestly in this little clip, again, not the full context and there could be more, but in this clip, it really comes across as bolstering the psychiatrist and just making her Amber Heard's legal team look very scummy. Oof. Cause, Cause they kept insinuating that her having dinner at Johnny Depp's because they kept being like, you had John, you had dinner at Johnny dinner and drinks at Johnny Depp's place. Is that correct? And the psychiatrist is like, I was interviewed by his legal team at his house. And, and they're like, you had, you had dinner and drinks with Johnny Depp before the, the trial. Don't you think that's strange? And she's like, I was interviewed by his legal team. Uh, their food and drink was served. Like, <laughs> yeah. and she, and the lawyer kept on like, but don't you think it's weird that you had drinks with Johnny Depp before the trial? And it's Define like, drink. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. And then there was like this whole other bit about like she kept going on about these muffins that the psychiatrist had her husband buy and bring to her office before the interview with Amber mm -hmm. Heard. And the psych and the lawyer kept being like, oh, because your husband like knew like you you were trying to like trick or i forget exactly like something with amber heard because like you told her like oh the or the muffins that my husband bought just for you or something like that and she was like i mean i asked my husband to buy the muffins because i was running late and i knew we had a celebrity client coming in they were just muffins <laughs> like yeah. i i would recommend watching it and again i just want to preface i have multiple times but i'd really want to preface because that i haven't seen everything 
So I have okay. read that there were some really good bits of Amber Heard's legal team, but the bits that are definitely trending are stuff talking out like in Johnny Depp's favor. And like the fact that apparently to... Amber Heard just shit on his pillow. On his bed. She defecated on his bed (laughs) and just like there's a story of, yeah, of him just being like, yeah, there's just no, she she's she's a. Did you hear about the makeup one? Allegedly a psychopath. Did you hear about the makeup one? So, yes, I did. Okay, I did hear this one. James. So Amber Heard, as part of the trial, said like there's this makeup brand kit thing that she used to cover up the bruises and injuries. Um, Okay. But their relationship ended prior to the makeup kit she was referring to being released. And the company that makes that makeup, like, went on TikTok and was like, hey, just FYI, this product has not been in existence until 2017. Your relationship ended in 2016. She just confused the brands? Well, that's the thing, is that the, the... Person I saw breaking it down, which again, I'm not a lawyer and I don't know the the person that I saw breaking it down, is that the lawyer specifically said this kit. Like they they were it was more it was beyond just saying she used makeup. She um she the lawyer talked about how it was this kit that she used the makeups in this kit and mixed them together to cover her bruises. So it was like the way that the lawyer specifically referenced a kit as opposed to just saying makeup. Yeah. Yeah, the trial was, uh... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Now Every here's... time, like, cause... Yeah. Here's my last question. Did you guys hear about the jih- jihadist trial? No. No. There's a jihadist that? that is also on trial. Really? Yeah. Uh, for what? Uh, what did they do? Well, I, I do want to hear what you were going to say, though, James, about Amber Heard's trial. Yeah. You continue I with do, that. do feel like I think it's ob- I, I think it's like to me, at least when I when I see them, like. I don't think either of them, neither of them strike me as like a bad person, even Amber Heard with all that stuff, like they both just strike me as celebrities, which means mm-hmm. like to some degree, they're basically it's not very condescending so i do apologize basically like children like they're like it just comes off as very like juvenile Mm -hmm. like it comes off as two people who are very like kind of like emotionally like rex um through partially a fault of their own and partially just circumstance and like kind of just got together because they were two hot people and then they like made each other kind of like worse basically Yeah, Yeah, miserable. And, like, I feel for both of them. I think, like, her um, whole... I think the most scummy thing she did was the whole, like, attempting to capitalize on the Me Too sentiment in order to try and boost her own career, um, which is why I think people are coming at her so hard. At the same time, like, I could also see... I'm not going to lie. Like, I could, could see it being very plausible that Johnny Depp is not the easiest person to live with. No, uh, I, would imagine yeah. not. I, I would agree. Cause he does talk about in the trial of like his drug use and alcoholism and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I would agree with you, James on a lot of those points, except that from what, uh, what I've seen in the trial is that, uh, 
she really is attempting to paint Johnny Depp as a that Johnny Depp like physically abused her and was like both physically and psychologically abusing her the entire time during this relationship. And the thing that I've seen, there may have been some emotional abuse on Johnny Depp's part. Because like you said, like he's probably not the easiest person to live with. Mm. But there's like actual evidence of Amber Heard abusing Johnny Depp. And like the fact that she, like you said, capitalized, was trying to capitalize on the Me Too and be like, I'm a, I am a, a domestic abuse survivor. When it's more and more seeming like she was the one doing the abusing. Because, like, there's clips of her being like, I didn't punch you. I was in you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and, like- and then, like, the story between um, Johnny Depp and her met with Paul Bettany in, in Paul Bettany's family and kids in Venice. And she made Paul Bettany's kids cry because, like, she got into, like, a heated debate with Paul Bettany. And then, like, Paul Bettany's, like kid like kind of put in his two bits and like she like rounded on the kid Yikes. yeah i mean that just right that strikes me as like an adult woman who just doesn't doesn't sense of self-control with certain things like which again mm-hmm. it's like that's not obviously punishable by law but the no. consequences of it are so like yeah. if you are like if you're throwing shit if you're being abusive like um then that is something where it's like, well, Amber, like, not, you know, not saying anything here, but you did fucking, like, throw glass bottles and do all that shit. Like, you're not, not blameless, all right? Yeah. Like, we, you know, like, I, I do think, I, that's my biggest issue with trials like this is, like, I love the human drama, but it is, like, so it it becomes like the trial rather than like what the trial is about, which is like what were the extent of the actual incidents and like yeah. how bad is it? Because like I don't know. Every time I see the two, the, like the screenshots of them, they both look like it looks so like sad and like yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. worn down. Like I can't imagine, cannot imagine going through probably the past what like six seven maybe a decade like six seven years close to a decade what they've been through and then having to go through this like that no i i don't disagree um i just think it's fascinating in that horrible reality tv way fascinating i agree like i had no plans to watch this because to be honest i don't think it should be televised i don't think trials like this should ever be televised um i've just i've just been like that like uh, like garbage, like kind of like I said, reality TV curiosity kind of sucked me into some of these clips. Uh, I think it's I, worth noting that none of the, uh, neither Depp nor Amber made the choice to have it televised. No, yeah, I, I do agree though too. Like because the thing is too is that they're actors and they do there is a part of their personality that is like geared towards performance. Mm-hmm. So like it is going to be at the very least interesting to watch them like no matter kind of what they do. Like I I have seen some of the clips with like Johnny Depp um like responding to some of the lawyers and stuff. Like all right, that's funny. Like I can see like I can see watching, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. I, I I totally get that. Um Amber Heard is looking like a like she's Amish woman. 
husband yeah. died in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, like a trial's a performance. I mean, I feel like she should yeah. be putting on a better act. Because Johnny's definitely putting on an act. Like, I recognize that he's playing stuff up and his lawyers are probably telling him, like, keep doing this, keep making these jokes, make yourself endearing to the jury. Uh, Johnny's doing a A-class job of that. That's, a, that's what I, honestly, dude, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching, like, some of these videos and, like, hearing the, the, the kind of the, the hearsay or just the general talk about the trial. I was like, dude, like... What is up? Like, does Amber Heard just have that bad of representation or like, yes, I, like I, my, one of my initial thoughts was like, oh, is it like, is it like some weird Hollywood celebrity legal strategy where like in order to draw heat away from the uh, like the I don't know, your um your client or whatever, you just act as clownish as possible because then the incompetence of the legal team becomes the spectacle and not what the person actually did but that doesn't seem to be working necessarily i feel like that'd be a hard line to walk and if they're trying to walk that line they've fallen over the edge of just making their legal team look to to the layman's eye because Mm. i did also watch a video by um do you know the channel legal eagle i've heard of it they're they're pretty fun channel um, they just, they're a lawyer that just talks stuff. And one of the clips that was, which was, was going viral was one of Amber Heard's lawyers, um, objecting to one of his own questions. Mm. Cause he <laughs> asks a question and then the witness starts answering. And then the lawyer immediately is like, objection, hearsay. And the judge is kind of like, you, you, you asked the question. So like, obviously to the layman looks like an act, looks like an idiot. Um, but Legal Eagle kind of broke it down in that, I mean, trial, trial, being a trial lawyer is hard. And, like, you have to think on the spot and do all this stuff. What he was probably trying to do is strike the testimony of the witness because it was hearsay, which he should have done. But he kind of used the wrong words, and he just poorly phrased the question in a way to allow hearsay as a response. So I think a lot of it is to the layman's eye. It looks more ridiculous than it actually is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of like like, um, I think you're right talking about it like that because like there's something about trials that it's uh, it is inherently like theatrical, whether or not it's celebrities. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, and it is just kind of interesting, like watch and and you're right too, where it's like it's probably a lot of shit going on that actually does make sense in a in a legal a matter or like proceeding but just comes off as innately ridiculous to people watching it obviously i don't i'm not saying like that's the whole reason for the absurdity but i could see like you're saying like that being at play yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i just thought it was an interesting spectacle and i was interested on your take yeah i i have one hot take but it's like really bad i mean uh, like, really when has that uh, ever stopped you not gonna like me when i say it you're gonna be like that's bad oh man all right we don't condone whatever james is about to say these are his own thoughts listen to james um i uh maybe uh, take a time stamp note rj in case you need to cut uh, this yeah hang on we're at 113 52 oh perfect hang Um, on let me clap there we go uh 
I still think Amber Heard looks kind of hot. I don't think that's that not controversial to take to say an attractive woman is attractive. I'm just he, saying, given the fact that she's on trial for abuse, that's why I wanted to preface it. I realize I mean, that might have been a lead up to now. Gacy and uh, what was the other? Breaking, you're you're the one that was all obsessed with uh, uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, James. people thought Ted Bundy was attractive. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> So much so that they got Zach Fron to play him. Exactly. Right? <laughs> for television film. Yeah, for for a hot there. take, James, that was pretty mild. It wasn't, yeah, I'm, it wasn't that I'm hot. I, I think we're doing a bit of a disservice, though, by comparing Amber Heard to John Wayne Gacy. And In that John Wayne Ted, Gacy Ted is Bundy. so much more attractive. <laughs> so that's a little harsh, I feel like. That's a little harsh. Uh, <laughs> we are doing a disservice to John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit more of a hot take, yeah. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> oh, Zach Efron's clearly uh, the most attractive. Uh, yes. Well, you obviously but no i i saw her in that fucking pilgrim dress or whatever that black the <laughs> pilgrim with dress. The high collar, and i was like i was like god damn like i want to say it or think it but i am she still looks good you, you just said you like, didn't want to say it or think it and then you went and said and thought it what do you pick james i know i because usually the thoughts that like oh i shouldn't think that comes after you think it have you ever noticed that <laughs> well yeah how like in order to think a thought of like i don't want to think about this thought you have already thought of the thought well that's what i'm saying isn't that's a dilemma is it not <laughs> i don't like this anymore sorry <laughs> yeah now you apologize <laughs> <sighs> Do we want to answer at least one question since we're already over an hour? <laughs> there is one that I really want to Which talk about. Which one do you really want to talk about, James? Uh, our next segment, How to Be I'm... a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. If Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's trial can't use any of the previous advice we gave, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, take that. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the zeitgeist. I would really, I know it's like, for the course of me, I'd really like to talk about Elon buying Twitter because okay. I think that is. Oh my cool. god, that um, that might be the rest of the podcast, though, RJ. So our first question it, it, this week, which might be the rest of the podcast, and this episode might be our first like hour thirty episode. Um, let me make sure I find it so I can read it. <clears throat> what do you think will be the result of Elon Musk buying Twitter? With the further details, how will he change it? Will it make money for a change? Did you guys see oh, the video they posted? <laughs> I don't know if it's real or edited that it made that looked like Donald Trump got his Twitter account back. I, if, okay, I, that's no. that's one of the things that speculated that will happen. Okay, so that was an edited video somebody made. I could not tell. I I my uh, someone at my work was talking about this. Like that was one of the first things I heard. I went onto my Twitter account. I looked up Donald Trump. I, I do I do not think he's back on. Okay, no, would, I'm on his. I'm on the back. Twitter for it, and it doesn't have any tweets. So I think it is still gone. Here's the here's the question: Would him being put on Twitter be that bad of a thing? I'm. <laughs> Um, I'm torn. I'm torn on it because I I get where people come from of free speech, but I also would argue that that freedom also is extended to private corporations, and they have the right to do just decide what they want on their platforms. And while you have the right to say whatever you want, 
those words have consequences. I would also put forth the idea that while free speech is fine, free speech does have legal limits, such as insightful speech, inciting violence. Yes. Yes. I I would uh yes. I th- I think it's a fine line obviously. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a great there's a great quote. I think I've said it before, but there's a quote from um John Locke who wrote like the second treatise government and he was like a lot of his writings are what the founding fathers like ended up kind of using as a source for the constitution other shit like that. And he has a great quote that uh is liberty does not imply license. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Correct. Or doesn't mean you're able to all the time. So I, I do agree with like, I, I do think one of my biggest issues is actually the private corporation argument. Cause I think like, just because you're a private corporation, I do not think, I think once you get to a certain size, you bear a greater responsibility and your decisions have to be weighed because they set yeah precedent so removing what because twitter did that that means that if another social media site that gets big or bigger than them precedent has been set where you can remove someone like that from your platform if you don't necessarily like if you believe Mm -hmm. their speech to be such and such however i agree like given what actually happened like it was um, warranted. It was warranted. It was insightful. I I will still always say like I do not think Donald Trump. I'm actually reading the Art of the Deal right now, which I recommend absolutely. It's like it's like if American Psycho was written by McDonald's. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, um, like, that's the best way I can put it. It's like it's so fucking goofy. Um. I do not think Donald Trump is like an inherently malicious or bad person, but I do think that he is very much like he cops to his own incompetence too much. He's like, I didn't know anything about that. So how could it be b- bad that I did that? Like, yeah, no, no he, yeah. It, it, yeah. But I think that's part that's one of the major problems my problems with him is that like you're saying that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying yeah yeah okay no that like i i think like for him like i get that that's part of the appeal i do think that people i do think that there was like people reacted to him way too severely and they gave him exactly what he wanted um exactly for four years um but I will say, like, I do think it's one of the biggest, like, bitch moves, apologies, pardon my French, to, like, b- make all that big talk on the morning of January 6th and be like, they're stealing and they're doing this shit and blah, blah, blah. And then when, like, you you're at, your words have consequences to come out and be like, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. It's like, motherfucker, you said it. Like, don't, yeah. Don't fucking, don't fight like... If you're going to be like this, like, Trump daddy man's man, then fucking, then he should have come out and been like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> like, well, the, like, the the really annoying thing for me, and I think the most dangerous thing, is obviously what happened on January 6th. But while I, I, I do believe that it is still a minority, people like to play up like this is the, fa- the true face of Trump's fan base. And it's like, mm, yes yeah. and no. I think there are a large number of people like that. 
but I think it's more that was more mob mentality. Not to excuse it in any way, but I I I don't I don't necessarily buy into the idea that everybody is like that. Um, but I think the more thing is what Trump and the rest of the Republican Party are now just leading this revisionist history of that it basically never happened and that it wasn't that big of a deal and that the those people were the true patriots. Yikes. I think that's the more dangerous thing that they're pushing because that's what like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and <laughs> all of these people are pushing is like these like uber radical right people are really pushing is that it wasn't that big of a deal uh january 6th is being overblown or they're pushing the conspiracy theories that it was the democrats that did january 6th yeah because trump's a democrat oh they well they're disowning their own people because they're like oh those were all antifa uh i think it's like but I, I, I don't want to lead us too far away from the Twitter. Though. Yeah, Elon Musk, Elon Musk has enough, enough of his own stuff. Yeah, loop, looping back to it, like, I, I do see why, like, with that one example, like, why people are getting, like, really agitated by this. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, my personal opinion on Elon Musk is, like, I'm honestly pretty 50-50 on the guy. I know that's kind of, like, a weenie answer, but, like, eh. quite frankly, like, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I also don't think he's like net negative. If that he's makes any safe. sense, like I, I everything I, that I, I've seen leads me to believe he's kind of a crappy person. He's not, like I don't necessarily agree with some of his ideas and what um and some of this stuff, but I can appreciate and respect what he has accomplished. It without him. Uh, electric cars would not be as prevalent as they are today, or we would not be heading down that path with, with because of, t- which I think is important that we start looking into more electric vehicles and stuff like that. Without him, I feel like our space stuff technology wouldn't be being pushed as far as it is um, with like uh, Amazon stuff and other companies trying to cut, get into the sphere, the sphere, sphere, this sphere, sphere now. Mm-hmm. And like without SpaceX and everything that SpaceX is doing, I think that is the future of like increasing space stuff. I think so. I have to respect and give him props for all of these companies that he pushed and propped forward. On a personal hum- human level, I I don't. I mean, I've never met the guy, but from what I've heard, he's not that great. I think it's worth <laughs> noting too. Like some of the, some of his detractors will say like, "Oh, he's not he's not actually a scientist and engineer. He's not." He's not actually doing all this stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's not. I've heard he's actually brilliant. I, I've heard. I've heard he's, he taught. I've I've heard he sat in on SpaceX meetings and just learned all of that. And when people complain to him, he's like, "All right, I'll do your job." And then he does their job for like two months and then fires them. Yeah, but my point though was going to be mm-hmm. that like, even if he's not the Buku engineer, he some people think he is. He's still putting the money towards this stuff to incite those engineering feats. Yes. Yes. What, where, who else I, is doing I, that? No, and and like I will say, coupling with this, I will say, out of like the major technocrats, like Bezos, Zuckerberg, Gates, I'm sure I'm forgetting the Google Jobs, guys. What is it, Sun Uh, yeah. Uh, All of Google. Well, Jobs, Jobs is different, I I think, but out of the major living ones, he is to me the most because he seems the most like. He genuinely seems like he he has like, um, 
human like passion yeah like he seems like he has like blood running in his veins and not black yeah i'm not gonna (laughs) lie like a lot of them like really creep me out like like zuckerberg Mm -hmm. gates uh some bezos guys bezos (laughs) Bezos just comes off as like a like us like yeah like a sleazy yeah like Just sort of like, uh, like he he just kind of gives. Bezos me, is yeah, winning a game. Cool. None of the rest of us know we're playing. <laughs> it, it, like he just seems he Bezos seems more than any of them just like a businessman. Like he just wants to kind of He's like Lex Luthor. do that. Kind of, is kind of like he just wants to make money, which is like not a bad goal or end in and of itself, I guess. But like all the all of his other shit kind of goes to testify against that, but. Yeah, and like with with Musk, like he seems like a guy who like is willing, kind of like you said, RJ, and you Cal as well. Like he's willing to point his enthusiasm and his money towards people and let them potentially like run with things. Which is mm-hmm. why I I do not think him buying Twitter. I I don't think, and maybe this is an obvious thing. I don't think him buying Twitter is going to like. He's not going to affect changes. It is the culture that is naturally going to change purely because of the changing of the guard that will enact like the most. Change. Well, did you hear about I, the I, the meeting they had to have with the stat? Like they locked down the source code for Twitter to prevent people from going I, rogue out of fear that like it's going to become a alt right well, wasteland. To, to to be fair, I mean the 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 source code was was likely already locked down, and the source code's not exactly anything unique. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's so. more the fear of people like going in and fucking with it. Okay. Fuck with I, I, yeah, I'd be interested into what they lock down, just as a, on from my side of that, because I, I, I don't disagree with you, RJ, because yeah. I didn't read this, so I have no idea. But I'd just be curious as to what that means. Oh yeah, no, they, the article did not describe what it meant because they knew people like me would be reading it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but no, I do agree with kind of what you're saying, James, in that he has all of these. Another thing with Elon Musk is he's a lot of talk. Yeah. Which half the time it turns out and like, like he really does push things forward with like, yeah, hi, like all this stuff. He's like SpaceX. He's like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then they do it. But other times he's a lot of talk and nothing comes around from it. Um, kind of the Hyperloop. I don't was know what, if that was your point. Yeah. Like the, as was I your, understand was, it, the Hyperloop was supposed to be implied to be like this grav maglev train thing that would get you places super yep. fast and it was really just a tunnel you drive cars through well that was like the that was that's as far as they've gotten it is supposed to be this like there are different levels of like you can drop your car down into these tunnels and then it was gonna be like a faster highway underneath everything and it kind of turned into a traffic jam into a, in a tunnel mm-hmm. um but then there was like other stuff but yeah it basically never really panned out so if he's kind of 50 50 he can be a, a lot a lot of talk um so i i do agree with you james that i don't think this is going to just radically change everything all of a sudden and also he's going to face a lot of regulation because the eu has already come out and said like hey what you're good you can make your changes but like if you don't crack down on false information and threats of violence like we require by law, then Twitter's just gonna be banned from the EU. Like mm-hmm. they've already come out and warned him. Like we'll ban Twitter. Good. Oh, and I think that's like I'm. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like, um, 
Uh, I'm not essentially proud to say it. Don't write nervous. Like I, I, uh, just, just for sake of discussion, like I, you know, I use both 4chan and Twitter and I can tell you right now that there is almost no difference substantively between the amount of toxicity that is on either of them. Like the only normal difference is that one has profiles and the other is anonymous. Um, so to say, I was going to so say, like, so to say, anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> and we all know it's so Twitter like, that's anonymous, right? Yes, obviously. Not so, so like, check marks. That, that's my that's my thing. Is like I, I do feel like there are certain people who are like living in that world where, t- and to be fair, it's like every social media site totally depends on the uh, kind of the balkanized state of it that you live in that forms your perception. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, Obviously, my take on this could be off, but, like, I really do think, like, anyone who thinks, like, Twitter is this kind of, like, curated, like, nice, like, little place is either, like, yeah. you're either, like, a mom. Have you or, seen or, the mob or, mentality or, that rises up there? Hell no. Yeah, it, no. it's bad. It rivals, it rivals, like, 4chan's poll, I would argue. Well, yeah, it's, and it's got, it's got just more people. So, in that way, I think you're right, James. It's just as bad and in many times worse because you're able to get Twitter mobs that are tied to names, which can be worse than an anonymity because on the, with the anonymity, it's just like, well, that's just some idiot. Who knows? They're claiming that this ad and whatnot. And you can just be like, ah, that's just an anonymous person. But then you get this person who's got a verified name and they've got all of these followers. And you're like, well, they have half a million followers, so they must be espousing like truth and all this stuff. So in some ways, the anonymity like that not having an anonymity is way worse and way more dangerous. I agree. I honestly think what Twitter might need is like something like I think what Twitter maybe needs the most, and maybe to be fair, you could say this for a lot of social media, is it just needs to be honest with like what it is like if it can just kind of accept like because that's that seems to be the schizophrenic side of twitter right like that that its dichotomy is like kind of you're pointing out is like it's got this side of it that wants to do right and wants to like make the world a better a better place through like quote unquote like class action then it's got this other side that is like incredibly angry like toxic and just fucking frankly like repulsive and vile and mm-hmm. dumb yep. and if it can find a way to like reconcile those two like that that's not to say like oh like everyone be an asshole it's more like no it's like you can be like that good person who wants like change but you also have to be honest with yourself that sometimes like just because you're part of like a good movement doesn't mean you can't like make mistakes along the way it doesn't mean that you can't also sometimes be you die like a, a hero or, or live long enough to become the villain or deactivate yep. your account <laughs> yeah uh, i i think the final answer to all of this is just Stay let's get rid of social media i know all of social media your soul account. The, the internet was a mistake uh false <laughs> our podcast is on the internet take- and my 3d print files are on the internet so no We'll move. We'll move to radio. I don't think fun. I can download three D print files via radio. You can. Oh, we could do. You can transmit data over radio, shortwave bursts. Yeah. It's possible. They used to do it. 
We could do 1930s radio voices. We could get you just have to have. Say, fellas, what do you think about this new Twitter feed? I think it's It's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) They transmit it person to person, so it gets to everywhere in the world. Everywhere. They just reinvented the internet. Wow. (laughs) It's it's something everyone needed. (laughs) And if you don't have it, you're a underdeveloped nation. You're an idiot. <laughs> Is the internet plugged into your brain? Get it today. Will be. Fuck you. And if it's not, <laughs> you suck and you'll be left behind. All right. Uh, well, we should probably end it because you're going to have a lot of editing to do. <sighs> I got a hot minute. <sighs> We're, yeah. So uh, thank you both for joining for this. You know, it's episode 130. It's a even number. It's a tens number. I think it's a fine one for us to just get all the nuts with. There we go. Yeah. Thank you both for joining this week. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold. Make sure you're paying the right amount. We're also on social media. <laughs> Uh, on Facebook, Better Buddies, we post me Mondays and our icebreaker questions. And we're on Twitter with the hashtag Better... We're at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. Ooh, we were... Uh, all the social media talk we did this week, guys. I don't know. We gotta have it, but I don't like these pills. <laughs> <laughs> and our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. So I'm still it's working. Funny, on, your own problem. Still working on yeah. the finesse. I mean, the ones you've... Because you've sent ones in chat, haven't you? I yeah, mean, I put a few in. Pretty, Those were ones that I did just like... pretty decent. Straight paint. Better than I could do. Mm. I mean, can you put paint in spot? No. Well, you may need to go back to grade school. <laughs> it's about the intention, RJ. It's about the motivation <laughs> to do it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, that's... you're not wrong. <clears throat> yeah. Burp, burp. All right, we want to jam... Yeah, let's I suppose jam. we should three, two, three, one. Three, two, one. Let's jam. All right. <laughs> All right, you rowdy. You rowdy, rowdy, Rowdersons. Rowdy, Randy Savage. We, Starting we this show in three, two, one.